0: And so, because we do stop and we pick up and stop and pick up, we only had one week on her. But the first, um, first I'm going to give you a couple verses before we go back with it. Um, I want to give you a couple verses just to cover what we did. The first verse I want to give you. And I just want you to write it down, and you can highlight it or go to it. The very first verse I want to give you is Proverbs 28, and it's just one verse. Proverbs 28, verse 13, and it says, He that covereth his sins shall not prosper, but whosoever confesseth and forsaketh them shall have mercy. And to me, um, that's pretty forward to what it says. Something in each of us strongly resists admitting when we are wrong. That is why we admire people who openly and graciously admit their mistakes and sin. These people have strong self-image. They do not always have to be right to feel good about themselves. Be willing to reconsider, to admit when you're wrong, and to change your plans when necessary. And remember, the first step to forgiveness is confession. So I think about David. The only part that we've talked about right here with David, when we stopped, we stopped that David had went and took Bathsheba. He sent people to take Bathsheba uh, from her house. He was the one up on the rooftop. He took her from her house. And he lay with her, and now she's what? She's pregnant. And that's where we stopped, was at the end of verse 5. And it said, And the woman conceived and sent and told David and said, I am with child. We're not going to 2 Samuel yet, but I just wanted to read that. And said, I am with child. Now, when you go right there, and it says, in that verse I just gave you in Proverbs, where he said, He that covereth his sin shall not prosper. What could David have done right there?
1: Confessed
0: Confessed it. Because who already knows? God already knew, didn't he? He knew that he had already um, sinned. He knew he had already taken someone else's wife. Wasn't his wife. Wasn't one of his five to seven wives he had. He had taken Uriah's wife. He had slept with her and now she's pregnant. He could have stopped right there, confessed everything he done. Now, he would have probably been judged. He, he probably wouldn't have been king. She may have been killed. You do pay for your consequences. Sometimes there's mercy. Sometimes there's grace. But covering them up and lying about them always ends worse, right? I've had to find that out the hard way. But then I want you to go also. I'm sitting here going, what in the world did I do with all my notes, guys? Oh, here they are. I'm like, I got them. I promise. Yeah, here it is. So I was like, what did I do with these? I just want to talk a minute about what happened last week so for the ones that went in here too so when we first sin so we talk about when david first committed the sin he was up on the roof he was up on the roof and he saw her that wasn't a sin right he looked over he saw her so i want you to think about when things first happen in your life it's not always a sin like you're scrolling on your phone most of us don't get on the computer anymore, but you're scrolling on your phone and something pops up even on facebook how many ads pop up on facebook i can't tell you when i'm on facebook how many pictures of men pop up on facebook they just do do you click on it like we talked about those short reels which is usually like something you just get it's like novels usually but they're short Do you click on them and you keep going and just get sucked into it? Um, Or do you just flip now and just keep going? Um, It just popping up and you going on isn't a sin. When David first looked over at her, that wasn't the sin. The sin was when he looked back and he thought about it. When somebody comes and tells you something about somebody to gossip, you're not committing a sin, are you? But what? When does that become a sin? When you look at participate. When you participate in it, you look at it differently. You look at it. Are you, you? Go
1: tell,
0: go them tell them. somebody else. So it's not. It's not you hearing about something, seeing something. It's the very next move. That very next thing that you do, whether or not it becomes a sin. If you go tell somebody else, you're sinning about it. You are. We should go to God with everything that we're doing first. He will tell you if it needs to go to somebody else. If it needs to be taken care of. If we're gossiping, that's definitely a sin. The Bible says it is. If we sat and we dwell on it, we fantasize about it, if it takes over our mind and we go home and that's all you think about or you get mad over it Somebody's said something or somebody's done something that's when it becomes the sin that's what it was with david it was lust but it doesn't even have to be lust it can be people uh, fantasize about um having attention on them about their rewards, about their accomplishments, about their possessions. So it doesn't just have to be lust. So um, one of the things I wrote down is it starts in your mind, it comes out your mouth, and then it becomes an action. Like that's where it starts right here. You choose what you're going to do with it. So we're going to pick back up at 2 Samuel, um, and we're going to start... It's 2 Samuel chapter 11 and it's verse 6 is where we're going to start. And so David has went he is sent after Bathsheba he had a warning from one of the women, I mean from one of his men he had a warning in verse 3 that said, is this not Bathsheba? the wife of Uriah the Hittite. He had a war- a warning right there to stop him, and he kept going. He still laid with her, and now she's conceived, and she sent a message to him, I am with child. So in verse 6 it said, And David sent to Joab, saying, Send me Uriah the Hittite. Now where's Uriah at? Battle. All fight and battle. He's doing what he's supposed to be doing. And Joab sent Uriah to David, and when Uriah was coming to him, David demanded him how Joab did, and how the people did, and how the war prospered. And David said to Uriah, go down to thy house and wash thy feet. And Uriah departed out of the king's house, and there followed him a mass of meat for the king. But Uriah slept at the door of the king's house with all the servants of the Lord, and went not down to his house. And when they had told David, saying, Uriah went not down into his house, David said unto Uriah, Camest thou not from thy journey? Why then didst thou not go down into thy house?' So what he done is he sent for him to come back, and he's like, hey, you've been off at war. Let's wash their feet. Let's feed you, and I want you to go down to your house and kind of take a break and go be with your wife. Now, a lot of men from battle would be like, yeah, I've done good. I'm mm-hmm. going to go see my wife. I've been gone this long. But we already found out that Uriah um, evidently was a man he was supposed to be, and he knew he was supposed to be fighting battle, not going back to his wife to do these things. So he lay at the king's house that night. And he was like, no, I'm not going to. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm going to do. So he lay all night at the king, at David's house. He lay there all night long. And David wants to know why. He said, why then didst thou not go down into thine house? And Uriah said unto David, the ark and Israel and Judah abide in tents. And my Lord Joab and the servants of my Lord are encamped in the open fields. Shall I then go into mine house and eat and to drink and to lie with my wife? As thou livest and as thy soul liveth, I shall not do this thing. He's like, what are you talking about? All of my people's out fighting. All of your people's out fighting. There is no way I'm going to go Pretty much party, take a vacation. They're fighting. They're doing this thing. He was like, "As my soul liveth, and as thou livest, I am not going to do this." And David said to Uriah, "Tarry here. Stay here today and tomorrow, and I will let thee depart." So he's like, "Okay, just stay here one more night, and I'm gonna let him go." That ain't what he did. So Uriah abode in Jerusalem that day and t- and morrow. And when David had called him, he did eat and drink before him, and he made him drunk. So he not only gave him food, but he gave him wine, and he made sure he got him drunk. And at evening, when he went out to lie (coughs) on his bed with the servants of his Lord, but went not down to his house, so even drunk, what'd he do? He He still did not go down to his house. He knew how to stay away from temptation, didn't even drunk. So he's, he's probably thinking, what am I going to do now? So David, not only, he's trying to continue to cover up his sins. So he's hatched out this plan to get Uriah to sleep with his own wife. So it looks like what? That's
1: his child. That's his That's his child.
0: child. So he's already done these sins. So now he's trying to hatch out this plan to cover up that that's his baby. He's going to continue to lie. Cover up this plan. And when that don't work. Let's look what he's going to do now in verse 14. And it came to pass in the morning. That David wrote a letter to Joab. And sent it by the hand of Uriah. And he wrote in the letter saying. Now look who he sent it by. Who did he say he sent it by? Uriah. And Uriah didn't open it and read it did he? So he sent it in his own hand. He knew what an honest man he was. So he sent him back to war with this in his hand. And sent it by the hand of Uriah. And he wrote in the letter saying, Set ye Uriah in the forefront of the hottest battle, and retire ye from him, that he may be smitten and die. So now he's just going to want, he's going to have him killed in battle. He's going to put him on the front lines and have him killed. And it came to pass when Joab observed the city, and he assigned Uriah unto a place where he knew that valiant men were. And the men of the city went out and fought with Joab, and there fell some of the people of the servants of David, and Uriah the Hittite died also. And look where it says the word some. Not only did Uriah die die that day, but who else? His friends. His friends. -hmm. He lost. Some. So he didn't just leave, lose Uriah the Hittite that day, but he lost other men, probably, that didn't even need to happen. Right. There's no reason. So, you just think about this one sin that David committed. What all's happened now?
1: Uriah's died and his friends have died.
0: Yeah, and they're losing lo- this battle now, too. And all you need to do, all I need to do, when we sin, is stop it by what? Confessing. Confessing. But the All sin... To do is turn his head. Yeah. And go on. yeah. Mm-hmm. Turn your head. Go on. Leave it alone. Pray about it. Leave it alone. And he just continued to make it bigger and bigger. This was one little sin, too. He was lust. But now he's turned it into adultery she's pregnant and now he's murdered. It's like sin after sin and sin loves more sin. Like it just keeps gathering bigger and bigger and bigger. But it don't just affect David. So you think about when you sin in life. Does it just affect you? It don't, does it? So when I think about our church family when something happens in our church family does it just affect you no it it don't just affect us it never just affects one person ever ever we may think it does but it don't when you do something and I'm I don't want to say this to look at me but if somebody does something that I think hurts my feelings, who who do I who do I go home and tell? Your husband. I tell my husband because we're one. I tell my husband everything. Plain and simple. It's just how it is. If somebody comes to me and says I'm sharing something with you, I'd rather Marty not know as a female or somebody like that, I don't go tell him. I don't. But other than that, he knows. Because I'm going to tell him. I tell him. Do you think it affects him? It affects him. It affects this whole church when somebody else sins. It affects your children down the line when you sin. It affects my children when I've sinned. Even if they don't know it affects them. How you live your life affects everybody else. And I think people don't realize that. I think it took it's a hard thing. We think that it don't always matter. But it does matter. How we live our life. Other people are watching and I hear people say, Well I don't care what they think. Well you gotta an answer for that. You know, I well I don't you know, I've heard Chase brought up a point one time. He said, we were talking about drinking alcohol. And he said, now, if I walked into Chili's and I saw Mama at the bar, what would he say? He said, you chugging them down. Chugging yeah. them down. <laughs> he said, I'd, I'd probably think pretty bad. Yeah.
1: And then that affects our whole church.
0: And that affects our whole church. Where some people said, well, I don't care what they think about me. Well, you ought to care. Because that affects this whole church
1: gives us a name. If they don't, don't, I mean, it honestly
0: does. It affects the whole church. Now, I'm not saying I ain't condemning somebody over it. I'm saying it affects the whole church. Your name affects the whole church. Your reputation affects your whole family, and then it affects the whole church. So this could have all been stopped. But no, now we're at murder, and we're not just murder of Uriah. We're at murder of the people who were serving David. His people. He's the king. And they're just putting them out here to be killed now like they didn't matter. And Isn't that how you feel sometimes when somebody does something wrong? You feel like you never even mattered to them. Like, really? They can say that. They can do that. They can hurt me like that. Did I ever even matter to them? I, I would pretty much think that that's how these people felt for David now. That we never even mattered. Or the family members, did we even matter to him? So in verse 18... Then Joab sent and told David all the things concerning the war, and charged the messenger, saying, When thou hast made an end of telling the matters of the war unto the king, and if so be the king's wrath, arise, and he say unto thee, Wherefore approach ye so nigh to the city when ye did fight? Knew ye not that they would shoot from the wall, who smote Abelak the son of Jeroboam? You know, I ain't going to say this right. Did not a woman cast a piece of a millstone upon him from the wall, and that he did in Tebez? Why went ye nigh the wall? Then say thou, Thy servant Uriah the Hittite is dead also. So the messenger went and came and shewed David all that Joab had sent him for. And the messenger said unto David, Surely the men prevailed against us, and came out unto us into the field, And we were upon them, even unto the entering of the gate. And the shooter shot from off the wall upon thy servants. And some of the king's servants be dead. And thy servant Uriah the Hittite is dead also. Then David said unto the messenger, Thus shalt thou say unto Joab, Let not this thing displease thee, for the sword devoureth one as well as another. Make thy battle more strong against the city and overthrow it and encourage thou them. So let's have David saying that there. Just go tell him. Don't let it upset you. What does it kind of seem like there? What do you think? Brushes it
1: off. Yeah. He's, he's brushing done, it yeah.
0: off. Don't let it upset you. The sword devoureth one as well as another. He's not, Make, sorrowful. He's not sorrowful, is he? Mm-hmm. Like Just go tell him. It's no big deal. Don't let it bother them. There's people who uh,
1: kind of hurt
0: you or upset you kind of be like, if they're not feeling sorry for it, they'll be like, well, that ain't that big of a deal. You ever heard that? Mm-hmm. Ain't that big of a deal? Yeah, what are you so upset for? Them trying themselves. to justify it. Yeah, mm-hmm. David's trying to justify it. Like, don't let it displease you. That's what the sword does. That's what army, that's what fighting a war does. It shouldn't have, should it? And when the wife of Uriah heard that Uriah, her husband, was dead, she mourned for her husband. And when the mourning was past, so he gave her like a mourning period. I don't know what that period was, but David gave her this little mourning period. Do you think she was over it? No. No. He gave her her little mourning time. And it said, David sent, again, sent, and fetched her. When I hear the word fetch, what y'all think about? Dog. Dog. I just thought about a dog as soon as I read that. David sent and fetched her to his house, and she became his wife, and bare him a son. I'm thinking, well, he thought he married her. We'll make this all right, right? I'll marry her now, and it'll all be good. But it says, But the thing that David... Had done displeased the Lord. So yeah. that's like big, right? You, mm-hmm. Can you make everything right by now marrying her? No, we're, we're all not. good now. We're married. Mm-hmm. It's not, gonna take, sin, it's not gonna take away that sin. He still hadn't done what? Repented. He
1: mm-hmm.
0: hadn't repented.
1: Can't He's think still about what others thought.
0: He's thinking about, about what God. others thought. Oh, God. He's going to cover it up now and think, well, I'll marry her and she'll have this baby. And maybe this baby, will. they'll just think it was born early. Yeah. I mean, we see that in today's time, don't we?
1: Yeah.
0: People, and and I, I mean, people find out they're pregnant and they'll hurry up and get married and be like, oh, our baby was born early at nine pounds. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and no, we don't go around, or we, we're not supposed to go around and judge them, but how many of us has went,
1: <laughs> yep, she was already
0: pregnant. I've done it. Yeah, I've done, that
1: too.
0: <laughs> I've oh, done it. I've seen see that baby I, it does. Does. <laughs> I mean, you know, we've all done that. We've all done it. We've recently had it. <laughs> Me and Cassie's done it. Not A year or so ago, we went, yep, she was. Um, But I want to read you this. It says, Uriah and several other soldiers died as a result of David's scheme. Sin often hurts innocent bystanders when you are tempted to do something that is wrong. Remember people who could be hurt by your sin and resist the temptation. Marty, thank the good Lord above, has always said to me, I love my children too much to do something that God would take them. He's always told me that. He's always like, I love our kids too much. to. I want to do what's right so that God don't take them. And not saying that when people's kids are taken, that's God's punishment. But that's just one of the things he wants to try to keep out of the way. Um,
1: that's how God uses it. Uses his mind to That's Marty's mindset. He has that
0: fear. He fears God respect and fears God that he uses David in that example because that's what's going to happen. So I want to go on into 12. I wasn't planning on going into 12 at all today, um, but we will go a little bit into 12. Um, actually, I'm not because I wasn't going to. I know. But you can write it down because here's what I want to talk to you about. Um, I will not be here next week. I'm going to be gone, and so I want you guys, here's what I want you to do, and I want you to write this down, I want you to go ahead, and I want you to read chapter 12, okay, and it's going to be where Nathan is going to rebuke David, and I want you to see how he goes to him and rebukes David, okay, He's going to use a parable to rebuke David in this part. And then it's also going to go into how the child, she does have the baby and it doesn't live. And I want you to see how it doesn't say much about Bathsheba in this part at all. And it doesn't talk about how she must have felt with her baby dying. Do you think she knew what he done? Who?
1: Bathsheba, do you think she knew what David done, sending her husband That's
0: lines? what I was thinking, like, did
1: he ever... I don't know. I mean, how did she tell him that he, the reason the baby died? You know what I mean? Like... I, I don't know. know if, if I would have married him if I found out that, well, I guess she had to. I don't think mm-hmm. she
0: had a choice in marrying him. Yeah, I, I don't mm-hmm. know if Bathsheba knew that happened with Uriah. But also, I want you to notice how it doesn't say much about Bathsheba and her, the son that died. Um, And I just want you to look at how she must have felt. Because he didn't live, I think, about a week. And I know I hadn't, we hadn't got into that. She didn't sin. She didn't cause this. And so, I would love if you guys um, still want to meet in here next week. Cassie, you want to do it? I'm volunteering you. Yeah,
1: I can. I'm supposed to start back in March, but I can tell them I need to be in here, and I'll start in March next week.
0: So, y'all come in here next week. I would love for you to still do 12. And... Um, it may work out where I could even be talking in FaceTime or something we'll see I don't know what time our flight is Um, but I really want you to look at how she isn't talked about in this and that kind of hurt me because I know she wasn't left out it's just not here yet it's not in here And so, that is a big point to me, is that David sinned. So, you think about your sin. I think about my sin. And in this, this whole part of the Bible talks about David's sin. But who hurt the most? Bathsheba. Bathsheba.
1: She's lost her, and her husband, She's and, she, her husband, her yeah, and she loses
0: her child over David's sin. I also feel like
1: that he also raped her. Yeah. That may not be true, but I think the way it's worded is that like he did. A so lot, she also of, lost a her lot of commentaries
0: too. and a lot of people say that. Okay? Mm-hmm. That is a big thing that a lot of people do say that. So I want you to think about what you do how much grief it cause, what I do, and y'all, a lot of times I say you, but I don't mean you, okay? I'm saying me too. I want you to think about your sin, my sin. It may be what's talked about, but what does it do to somebody else? The sin may be what's talked about, and the sin may be what's out in the open, But we need to focus on the grief and the hurt and the tragedy of what it's actually causing somebody else. Because that's what matters. It ain't even really the sin, is it? It's what it's done to somebody else. And it's just like this with that little boy. I don't even care, really how it happened Mm
1: -mm. Mm -mm. Mm -mm.
0: but sometimes we get focused on it because we're like what in the world how did that happen who did it and we do get focused on that and the shock Mm -hmm. but in all reality we need to be focused on the grief of that family right now holding them up not like i've been guilty of trying to figure out what in the world happened Mm -hmm. But right now, and forever, it's the grief of what that family's going to live with the rest of their life. I don't care if somebody did it. I I mean, I care, but you know what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Whatever happened, that can't ever be fixed. But that family will never be the same. Mm -hmm. And whatever happened was a sin because it was fleshly. It happened. It shouldn't have happened. It shouldn't have been out there. But you can't fix that. Mm-hmm. This with David should have never happened. But after he'd done it, he couldn't fix the first sin, but he could have stopped it and not continued. When you first sin, you, you've done sin. But you don't have to continue. When I mess up, or I say something I shouldn't do, or I find myself in a place I shouldn't be, or I find myself having thoughts, about somebody I shouldn't be having. You repent right then. Mm-hmm. Right then. So write this verse down. I want to give you a verse. Um, sorry. I just thought of it. Psalms 139. I think is where I'm going. I want you to go to Psalms 139. I got to get there too. Sorry. Yes. Yes. So, I want you to turn your Bibles because I want you to highlight it. I want you to go to Psalms 139. And I want you to highlight verse 23 and 24 if it's not already highlighted in your Bible. Some of you already have.
1: And it says know how you said try not to think of to think try not think of why what happened but how they're gonna feel. you know when Bradley was going through his bad stage you know I, I got thinking about all these families that maybe had somebody kill somebody or somebody they're hurting too mm-hmm. and I try not I try now because I know Bradley did some things that he shouldn't have been doing and it hurt me mm-hmm. and so i try to look at other people when they sin and think about instead of being angry and mad and hurt you know for them their families too because their families hurt too
0: they do the families
1: you know not just the ones that they done it to but their their own families hurt too mm-hmm. by their actions and i want you
0: to look at these words it's right here in 23. it says search me is that talking about everybody else? No. No, you. Search you. We need to have these verses this week, every day, honestly. This should be a prayer every day. It says, search me, oh God, and know my heart. Ain't mean, that's serious, right? Know my heart. Everything that's in me, know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. See me. See. One minute. And see if there be any wicked way in me. And lead me in the way everlasting. We should ask God every day, probably two or three times a day, to search our heart. Not just our heart, but what else is it saying? My mind, my thoughts. If there's any wicked way, it's saying, show me. Show me. God, if there's anything in my heart, anything in my mind, I want you to show me what it is and lead me away from that. So if you pray this and you talk to him and you ask him to show you these things that's in your heart, when he does, what you gotta do?
1: got to do?
0: Repent, repent of it and ask him. You got to confess that to him. You're right, Lord. I shouldn't be thinking these things. I shouldn't be feeling these things. Help me not to. And once he shows you, you better not keep doing it. Because you're asking him to show you. You can't keep doing it once he does. So you got to mean it. So I really want you to, that's a verse I really like that stuck out to me, that you ask him to show you these things you need help with, and then he will. And sometimes you're like, oh. Because sometimes we like to hold on to some of that. that would
1: Somet- be a good prayer on the mirror. To see every, be. Morning. every morning
0: and then so that when you're you're right Cheryl, that's a good sticky note prayer for this week maybe we can all do that let's do that and send pictures to each other so we know what it. first. <laughs> it's crazy <laughs> that
1: you said that because when we prayed this morning before choir in our prayer circle my prayer was that if there's anything that would hinder the spirit mm-hmm. or that yeah, there would yeah. be anything that hindered anybody's lives or movement of god in their lives that they would get it out and, like, between then and now, like, God's already showed me things that, like, when I got out of here, I got to take to the altar and make sure I get it right so I don't hinder the Spirit the today. Spirit today. That's you what know what I mean? They do like, yeah.
0: and I just want to tell y'all, I love all y'all, and I'm so glad we're in here together.
1: Me too. So, let's
0: you. pray, and we got to get on with the next part, and I'm glad you're in here. So, who wants to close us? Anyone?
1: Okay. Thank you. Dear Lord, Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this day, Lord. Thank you for all your many blessings, Lord. We just thank you for this class that we're in, Lord. We're learning so much, Lord, and we pray, God, that we can see the rights and wrongs that we have in our lives, Lord, and that you'll search us all, Lord. And, and if there's anything, Lord, that we need to be forgiven of, Lord, that we ask, Lord, and we just pray, God, that you'll be with the 11 o'clock service. And, Lord, just let your spirit flow, flow freely, Lord, and we just thank you for all that you do, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
0: I'll be on I learned this
1: morning not to study my Bible, wait to study my Bible on Sunday morning
0: before Sunday school because I had every interruption until Misty that was possibly could have happened.